Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. I'm so excited to introduce this wonderful poet today. I first heard their work at the 2016 Get Lit Classic Slam when they performed their poem, All Purpose Product. That poem left me speechless. I saw this poem during my first step into poetry, and it was amazing and so inspirational to see a poet speak on the Black experience and pain. So let's talk about the beautiful journey of Patricia Smith. Patricia Smith was born on June 25, 1955 in Chicago, Illinois. She is currently married to author and journalist Bruce Da Silva. She is an author of Life According to Motown, published in 1991, Big Town's Big Talk, published in 1992, Close to Death, published in 1993, Tea House of the Almighty, published in 2006, Blood Dazer, published in 2008, Should Have Been Jimmy Savannah, published in 2012, and Incendiary Art, published in 2017. Smith is a four-time individual winner of the National Poetry Slam, won twice for the Pushcart Prize, and received a fellowship from the National Endowment for the Arts in 2017. She has won many outstanding awards for her work, like the Carl Sandburg Literary Award for Big Town's Big Talk, the 2005 National Poetry Series Selection for Tea House of the Almighty, and the 2013 Lenore Marshall Poetry Prize from the Academy of American Poets for Should Have Been Jimmy Savannah. The Lenore Marshall Poetry Prize is only given for the most outstanding book of poetry published in the U.S. each year. Her most recent book, Incendiary Art, won two awards, the 2018 King's List Tough Poetry Award and the 2017 Los Angeles Times Book Award in Poetry. Before Patricia Smith was born, her mother wanted nothing to do with the South, so she moved from Alabama to Chicago during the Great Migration. Growing up, her mother hid anything about the South from Patricia. She never really got to know her family that was before her, so she often explored her time looking for different versions of herself, but that was a very big struggle for her. Smith was introduced into the world of storytelling at a very early age. Her father had also traveled north during the Great Migration and passed down his family's culture of storytelling, or as Patricia calls it, the tradition of the back porch. After dinner, her father would tell stories about different things, like the candy company he worked for, the barbershop, gas stations, or anything that made for an exciting and thrilling story. The stories were about people Patricia knew, and it made her feel like she was listening to a roll-licking serial narrative. He was the first person to open Patricia into the magical world of storytelling, and he taught her that there is more to life than what she was learning in school. Her fifth grade teacher guided her even further into the storytelling world by asking her questions that allowed Smith to think about the world poetically. She would ask her questions like, what does this remind you of? What sound does that color make? How does the color taste? If that home had a voice, what would it sound like? And I think that these questions are very important when it comes to editing and finalizing your poems. It allows you to think of your words in a metaphorical way and move away from sounding too cliche. For me, I can't have a poem without some kind of metaphor as my steering wheel for the poem. Smith doesn't want to identify herself as a poet, but rather a storyteller. She wants her writing to feel important to anyone who is listening. A lot of her work speaks on the Black experience, but her work isn't just for Black people. It's for people who need to be uneducated on what it means to be Black in America. 
It's hard to get people who aren't willing to educate themselves about oppression, so Smith writes her stories about the current time periods and history in a different perspective to connect with readers and audiences. Patricia Smith has to constantly be writing, even if there isn't an audience or a book that she's trying to write, because it allows her to feel grounded with the world. Smith says that people turn to poetry for truth, because it's hard to find truth anywhere else. As a poet, I'm also always looking for poetry with truth on my experience or the experience of others. I've learned so much from other poets about sexuality, religion, womanhood, culture, etc. And it's so amazing to be doing this podcast because I'm learning so much about my favorite poets, and I'm also learning techniques on how I could become a better writer. In an interview, Smith explains what a poet's job is. She says, A poet's job is to keep asking questions until all the narrative possibilities are exhausted, until there aren't any more questions to ask, and the first question should always be, what if? One less word, a trip not taken, a missed phone call, an extra word, a left instead of a right turn, taking or rejecting advice, sleeping late on a certain day. There's no way to tell what could lead to a history outside of the one we know. This made me realize that all those times when I got writer's block or didn't know what direction to go in a poem was because I wasn't asking enough questions to get my writing going. I'm the type of person that's always looking for answers or I have to have a clear direction and when I don't, I just stop and I leave it. I never really realized that when you start to ask questions, you start to analyze and you come to a conclusion. My teacher asked to analyze the movie Heathers. I watched that movie back to back and I wrote all the small things that I saw. And once I really started to question the movie and the actions of the characters, I really started to understand the movie because I had asked questions. So it just really made me realize that I have to be curious and ask questions as a poet. So let's get to Smith's poem featured in our Get Lit anthology entitled Biting Back. This poem is in the perspective of a parent who watched her son grow up from a teenager to an adult and watched his innocence slip away. So here's Biting Back by Patricia Smith. Children do not grow up as much as they grow away. My son's eyes are stones. Flat, brown, fireless, with no visible openings in or out. His voice, when he cares to try it on, hovers one note in that killing place where even the blues fidget. Tight syllables, half-spoken, half-spat, greet me with the warmth of glint-tipped arrows. The air around him hurts my chest, grows too cold to nourish, and he stares past me to the open door of his room. Anxious for my patented, stumbled retreat, my fingers used to brush bit of the world from his kinked hair, but he moved beyond that mother shine to whispered fucks on the telephone to the sweet mysteries of scalloped buttons dotting the maps of young girls, to the warped, frustrating truths of algebra, to anything but me. Ancient, annoying apparatus, I have unfortunately retained the ability to warm meat, to open cans, to clean clothing that is yellowed and stiffened. I spit money when squeezed, Don't try to dance in front of his friends and know that rap music cannot be stopped. For these brief flashes of cool, I'm tolerated in spurts. At night, I lay in my husband's arms. 
and he tells me that these are things that happen, that the world will tilt again, and our son will return unannounced as he was. Goofy and clinging, clever with words, stupefied by rockets, and I dream on that. One summer after camp, 12 inches taller than the summer before, my child grinned and said, Maybe a tree bit me. <laughs> we laughed. Now he is scowl. Facial hair, knots of muscle, he is pimp, homie, pistol. He is man smell. Grimy fingers, red eyes, rolling dice. He is street. Smoke, cocked cannon, and I sit on his bare mattress after he's left for school. Wonder at the simple jumble of this motherless world. Look for clues that some gum-popping teenage girl now wears my face. Full of breast milk and finger songs, I stumble the street, staring at other children, gulping my dose of their giggles, and cursing the trees for their teeth. That poem is very sad, and it also kind of reminds me of my mother, in a way, because I definitely feel like my mom is slowly starting to realize that I'm growing up and I'm in college and there's this like certain independence. And I guess having this poem is almost like I'm seeing the world in my own mother's eyes. And it makes you kind of have an understanding of how she's kind of seeing me now from being this little girl that was like, mommy, 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 to now being like, me, me, me. Um, so I absolutely love this poem so, so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Patricia Smith. Make sure that you share with your friends and family members, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye! Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast was produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched, written, and edited by Bridget Yang, alongside me, Mia Lewis. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.